Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ukul on the Ground podcast. My name is Aldrin Guerrero. Joining me are Mr. Aaron, the voice Nakamura. So what's up, Aaron? What's up? Welcome back. Hey, round of applause. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm glad to have you back safely. We also have Mr. Kahai, the legend for again. Say what's up, Kahai? What's up? Hey, Kahai's here too. Let's, let's mm-hmm. Kahai's here also. <laughs> right on. The boys are back in town. It's been a couple weeks, Aaron. You know, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about your, your trip and stuff. Uh, I haven't really talked about my trip. We'll, we'll just talk about what we've been up to. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, the the three of us haven't been uh, in, in this room sitting down and just talking story. Because I think the last time you were here, Aaron, we might have done a, um, a jam, I guess. Because I remember the week after that, we had Mike Odo mm-hmm. come in. And uh, that was awesome. He's always a great guest. Yeah. And then I last... listened to the podcast. Oh, yeah? It yeah. was great. It was great. Mm-hmm. And then um, the, always. the week after... <laughs> we, <laughs> we thought like... Maybe while we were doing the podcast is like, mm-hmm. or and the, the jam too, where it's just us is like, you were like, oh my gosh, I got to get home as quick as I can. <laughs> everything's burning. Everything's on fire. Yeah, that was, it was okay, you know, and, and um, yeah, he was, he was a great guest. I was, I was kind of stoked that he, he agreed to come down because it's like, oh, hey, Kai, how's it, how's it going? <laughs> Kai and Aldrin, Aldrin Kai show for yeah. like two weeks straight. No, the, the internet can't handle that, Kai. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too much, too much, too much, too much, and too even, hot for TV. Yeah, too hot, too hot sauce. Even even uh, one week, right, was like pushing the limits. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So. I, I don't think people were ready for us just one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. except for that, because I did my whistle solo last week. Yep, I mean, yeah, that that's that's enough to tell people why to tune into last week's show because yep. it's Aldrina Kahai show, whistle solo, and. I, quite frankly, I don't remember anything else that happened. <laughs> that the only two notable things that happened last jab, right, Kahai? Yeah. Anything else happened that day? Uh, I think some other stuff, but like, Nothing. yeah, that, that was a highlight, right? <laughs> <laughs> no other highlights. But welcome, everyone. What we do here is we talk ukulele. You guys have questions. We answer them. And if not, we just kind of talk story and... um. <clears throat> talk about anything we talk about ukulele we talk about ukulele underground which is the place where we teach at ukuleleunderground.com if you guys haven't checked it out we teach how to play ukulele there we have songs and tutorials and private lessons and all that good stuff um we also just talk about stuff you know like personal lives and the people who've influenced us kahai and you know where we grew up and meals that we've eaten and stuff right no (laughs) yeah usually (laughs) comes down to that <laughs> especially the it's a slice of life podcast. <laughs> it's a slice of life podcast that's what it is yep so um let's let's get down to business first there's, you know there's there's time for us to kind of catch up on what we've been up to since we haven't kind of sat down and talked in a while but um <clears throat> let's get down to business first kahai do we have any questions from the audience we get questions everywhere we get questions via email uh, we are live so you guys can ask us live questions right now um <clears throat> you can send us videos Whatever it is, uh, however you want to get your questions over to us, we'll try to answer it as best as we can in this show. But uh, yeah, there's just no, we're answering them to our best abilities, okay? It's not always going to be a thousand percent correct, but it is going to be 200 percent correct, right, Kai? At least. <laughs> <laughs> it's a guarantee. Is that a guarantee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, yeah. So point, sorry, point two. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Accurate>. <laughs> All right. So, Kahai, what's the first question? Uh, so, Rick asks, how does one start a ukulele uh, circle? Is there any common structure or recommended format that you have seen as especially effective? Well, that's a good one. I kind of kind of caught off guard now, and I thought it was going to be like, a, how do you play this? But how do you start a ukulele circle? I mean, 
most ukulele circles I know just kind of start organically. It starts with, you know, like with, with an idea of someone's like, hey, I kind of want to jam with a bunch of people and stuff. Uh, when you say ukulele circle, um, to me, that's a little bit different than say like an ukulele club. An ukulele circle kind of happens, like I said, organically. If a bunch of people at say a festival or, or some kind of ukulele meetup is all there, that's when people usually congregate, make a circle, and everyone kind of jams together. You know, if that's what you mean, then we can we can talk about that. If uh, what you mean is how do you start like an ukulele club where like, you know, where you get together with people on a regular basis and you guys play a bunch of songs, maybe learn some stuff, uh, talk about ukulele, whatever it is that, you know, you guys want to do at an ukulele club meeting, that's, that's one thing too. So let's try to cover both, okay? So if you're in an ukulele circle, um, usually there's at least one there's at least one person trying to, you know, trying to lead everyone, okay? Or at least one person is going to say, hey, everyone, we're going to jam this song or this is going to be the tempo. Somebody to start it. Yeah, a lot of people, especially ukulele players, they want to play, but they're just kind of shy, you know? Like, I, I get that a lot. A lot of people are like, oh, I brought my ukulele and I just, you know, like in a lot of ukulele circles, a lot of ukulele meetups and, and, and festivals that we've been to, people want to just kind of jam along. So <clears throat> there has to be the one person that's going to say, hey, Let's do island style or let's do drop baby drop or let's do whatever. Here comes the sun, whatever you guys are up to. But make sure it's something that um, that everyone can, uh, you know, can can play. That's that's very, very, very important. A lot of people get turned off if if you're like, all right, everyone, let's play body surfing or something, you know, like it's not like a ukulele circle kind of song. Pick something like Wagon Wheel is, is a great place to start. I know people are like, oh, really? But yeah, you, you'd be surprised. It's super fun. I mean, it sounds like you know, one of those songs like, ah, oh, you know, like I, I hear that song everywhere. But when you're like in an ukulele circle or when you're in an ukulele club or when you're part of an ukulele group that, that, that plays that, there's just some like undescribable energy that happens regardless of what the song is you're playing. It could be You Are My Sunshine, you know, like whatever it may be. But when you're in a circle and when you're jamming with people, it doesn't even matter what you're playing. It's just that energy and that... um that that camaraderie like the friendships and 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 like the love for ukulele all kind of triumphs or trumps everything that um that that it has to do with, with music playing the right chords playing you know like all this stuff so just let it happen organically you know um <clears throat> so at least one person you know if there's like two three four five people that like that want to lead or at least like you know talk about hey how about we play this next all right everyone here's you know here's what we're gonna play here are the chords or whatever here follow me you know you don't have to tell people what the strumming pattern is just kind of <clears throat> just start it you know just start playing and stuff and people can usually just kind of follow your groove or whatever and that's that's super fun like that happens um a lot in in um you know when ukulele players gather it's just this is one of those like someone everyone's usually just waiting on somebody to, you know, to, to herd people and just like, okay, cool. This is what we're going to do, everyone. Um, and if not, people are just going to be sitting there with their ukes, like kind of shame and just itching to play. But once <laughs> everybody gets in and, and everyone breaks the ice and stuff, it's so much fun. So ukulele circles, that's usually, uh, that's usually what, what happens. Just kind of, you know, play uh, music appropriate <clears throat> stuff for everybody to jam, you know? Um, not necessarily super duper beginner, but nothing super crazy with picking or anything like that. Um, know what you're going to do, you know? 
Um, if you're if you're gonna strum and sing, that would be the best thing to uh, to do so that everybody can kind of follow you strum or singing. If you're not much of a singer, if uh, if you want to strum along or if you want to do little pickings here and there, that's you know that's totally up to you. It's basically just uh, imagine everybody making you know like making one big pot of thing for dinner and everyone's just kind of putting their own ingredients in there trying to you know trying to uh come up with 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 a really good stew that, that everybody can take a part of right so you're not going to put anything in that stew that you would, wouldn't want to eat you know what i mean like make sure that it matches so <laughs> that you're not like you know just going crazy with the solos and it's going to make the stew not that great right guy it's just or it's like if you know you like spicy food and you just yeah. kind of assume like everybody likes spicy food, right? <laughs> I'm going to throw in this like, uh, what is it? Scorpion pepper into this, <laughs> yeah, this stew. Scorpion. Everybody, and then, of course, there's going to be people who are like, oh, this is too spicy for me. Yeah, I just can't yeah. though. So same thing is like, this is uh, too complex of a song or this is like a song I don't get. So yeah. I'm just not going to play. Just be aware of, you know, of, of other people and um, and be aware of everyone's skill level if you know if people who are playing are you know are a little bit uh, of more intermediate advanced and stuff sure we you know you go call out some chords maybe everybody improvises and stuff it just depends you just kind of have to look around to see you know do people like spicy food or, or not you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean like yeah read the room that that's that's really the best um, the best way to go don't you know don't go crazy with the uh you know with, with, with the spices, right? And usually, you know, be accommodating for whoever wants to join in the circle just because it's an ukulele circle doesn't necessarily mean it's just all ukulele. Um, you know, like a guitar player can come in there, a bass player can come in there, somebody with a cajon can come in there. As long as they're not putting anything spicy, as long as the guitar player's not like, hey, everyone, look how great I am with this guitar, you know? Like, they still have to kind of um, do what everybody's doing. You know, like they they still, uh, I mean, mo I think more than more than other ukulele players, they kind of have to read the room, see if it's, you know, where, where they stand on, you know, on what they what they should play or if they should stick to rhythm or whatever it may be. But yeah, just use your, your own best judgment. OK, but as far as ukulele clubs go, that's um, that's a little bit more complicated because it doesn't happen organically. That's something that you kind of have to put together if, if you're if that's something that you want to do. Um, I, I say, you know, just find just a few people to uh, to start out with, okay? That's that's the easiest way to do it. Just find, I don't know, four or five other people that, that want to jam. Just meet up at like some kind of restaurant or something that like allows you to make noise or outside like a restaurant, you know, like or just say, hey guys, you know, let's go meet it in and out or whatever and play like outside by the benches. And we'll do that every Tuesday, you know, five o'clock Tuesdays. It's going to be in and out ukulele time or whatever. And and that's that's how it starts. And then once more and more people kind of get in there, and of course, you know, like tell, like uh, put the word of mouth um, uh, out there and say that hey, we're an, we're a small ukulele group. We meet at this place at this time. You know, like feel free to uh, to to join us. You can always use social media things like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you have to kind of promote your club. And um, and yeah get get some people in there and the more people the the, the merrier maybe you can get a, a bigger place maybe you can rent out like a you know a, like an area or maybe consult your your uh, local music store to see if you know you can kind of um put a put together an ukulele club in the music store usually that's that's beneficial for them as well because people you know people buy stuff from music store right so if you have more people coming to that music store it's more chances that they'll walk out with something so it's uh that that's something that you could you know that you could kind of do or find like a community center or whatever wherever you can kind of congregate 
and um and, and play some some music but it doesn't have to be like a 100 person you know uh ukulele club it can be like five ten people and that's like yeah. a pretty good club you know yeah i think uh small circles or small clubs mm -hmm. also have things that you can't do in big circles and big clubs so yeah. both have their pros and cons and it's like i i, I we've had m members who are a part of like groups that are like hundreds of people yeah, right yeah. but then they also have their like smaller groups where it's maybe yeah. like 10 or 15 people too so. and of course with with those things you know like um make sure that everyone's on board with everything the songs that you're playing you know the skill level where you guys agree to kind of stay at um usually clubs and stuff they have like binders of music that they can kind of choose from so to keep things a little bit more organized um yeah but it's it's not any different from like any other kind of club, you know, like ukulele club, a uh, guitar club, like chess club, uh, tabletop, like gaming kind of club, whatever, like club that you want to, you know, you want to start. It's no different. Just find like-minded people and, uh, and just, just have fun with whatever you're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like, uh, it sounds like this person, like Rick is like, <laughs> wants to start something. So maybe it's probably not going to be like a big club or a big group. Yeah. Uh, and in that sense, like, I think it can be pretty easy if it's like a small group of like five, 10, mm -hmm. 15 people. You can just like text everybody or email everybody and yeah. say, like, hey, here are some songs that we might play. Yeah. Like, give them resources first. Right. But if it's bigger and it's like you, you're not really sure who's going to come, mm -hmm. it's probably a good idea to print out some music too or have stuff ready yeah. where people can just grab it. Like, once right. they come in the door, right? It's like, Hey, here's the sheet music for Stand By Me, right? Yeah. We're, we're planning to play this tonight. You know, and that was point. what was good with uh, when, you know, when the ukulele on the ground forums were like bustling back, you know, back in the day. Like it was it was a great way to uh, to to do ukulele clubs because someone would just say, hey, I'm going to go to this park at, at this time. If anybody wants to come and join me and stuff, like feel free to, you know, to come down and, and have a jam or whatever. Like I've seen a bunch of those, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I do have to say, you know, anybody who's who's doing that or joining one of those or going to one of those still use the best of caution as with anything you know like because um you do have to play it safe you know what i mean like you are gonna meet like some internet strangers for like, yeah. sometimes so be careful but you know just use just use caution i think that's it but usually ukulele players are, are, are pretty cool and like they have good intentions and whatnot but you know, it's yeah. ninety nine point nine percent. There's, there's <laughs> I think still some people that like choose yeah. a choose yeah. a public place. Yeah, like go, if you choose a restaurant or something, right? There's like the yeah. workers there at least who yeah. you know, yeah, be mindful. Yeah, be yeah, mindful. Ask or go, permission. Yeah, or go to a park. Something as, as simple as that. You know, I think that's like how a bunch of like ukulele underground meetups used to happen back in the day. People were just like, hey. You know, whatever you guys are doing this Sunday, I'm going to be at so-and-so park. So come come down and we'll have, just have a jam and stuff. And we used to watch videos of these people just like just coming together and jamming. It used, mm -hmm. to, be, it used to be awesome, you know. Um, so that's something you can do too. Like uh, you can just put something up on your, you know, on your social media, Facebook, like Instagram or whatever. Just say that, hey, uh, I, I kind of want to jam some ukulele with some people. I'm, you know, I'm going to be at this place at this time. Anybody, you know, feel free to come join. That's that's what I would do. I would just kind of put a bat signal out there to uh, to see who wants to jam and stuff. And yeah, if you build it, they will come. Kahai. Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah. I, I would suggest like maybe if you do that, like ask a couple people like that yeah. you know, just so you, yeah, <laughs> you can have like people, and you know, it mm -hmm. is uh, a, like 
kind of a group already that right. you'll you'll just be jamming anyways and then it's you know regardless if like one or ten people come it's like yeah. whoever comes it's already like pretty successful mm -hmm. i think so yeah my favorite story is uh with, with their um old members old ukulele on the ground members uh bugoy and um and arvin Mm -hmm. So like Bernie, Bernie and Arvin, they're like, hey, we're going to be in San Diego and this place with the fire pits and stuff. And uh, and that was it. They just put like a post on Ukulele on the ground saying that like, hey, we're, we're going to be here. Uh, me and some friends and stuff. We're going to be jamming if anybody wants to come. And do you remember like the pictures and videos that came out of there? It's like this big bonfire and whatever that everyone had. It was like 50 people and what I was that, you know, that was, yeah. That's 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 how you do it. Just put a bad signal out there, and you never know. Because it's even if you don't have fifty people, even if it's just five, ten people, it still can be super fun, you know. Like and those same five, ten people just say, "Hey, uh, you guys, you guys free again next week? Let's do this again. Invite your friends, and it gets bigger and gets bigger, you know." Yeah, the like the most recent mm -hmm. I can think of us kind of doing that yeah is when rob was down here right and we just stayed after the show and we we were just like yeah hanging out and playing and it was just the the three of us and rob so that's just mm. four of us and yeah we were just having fun and other people were like sitting and listening yeah. to and then they came after and they're like oh thanks guys <laughs> that <laughs> like, was more, i think that's more like ukulele circle because that just kind of happened yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so i think like that same feeling too right mm. like yeah, it can just be like a couple of you and your friends and just mm. put it out there like, hey, mm. if you want to come, we're, we're playing music or we're just hanging out. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. So if you guys have anything to add, it's pretty, you know, pretty mm. much, pretty much it. So, yeah, usually with the ukulele circles, it's you kind of put a feeler out there. Does yeah. anybody want to play a song? Ah, do yeah, they yeah. know? I guess so. Yeah. Do you know a song by heart that you mm. can just like lead everybody yeah. and then let them yeah. lead? So, yeah. If it's, I think if it's like a pretty small group where it's only like a few people, it's like you can even do the thing where it's like, hey, everybody pick a song and we'll just, you know, go we'll around in a circle. Yeah. yeah. So bring bring your song that yeah. you want to play and you want people to jam to. Yeah. And then it's just, we'll just take turns. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some great ukulele circles in the past and stuff. My favorite ukulele circles that we've done are the ones from the NAM show. Like we, we would, uh, you know, when we used to go to the NAM show in, in Anaheim. Uh, we used to have like ukulele on the ground meetups and we'd have an ukulele circle and like people would be doing solos and stuff <laughs> like yeah, you do a solo or like you do a song or whatever and just follow you know it's it's good fun i actually miss it like that's one thing about living on this tiny island that's surrounded by water <laughs> like it's it's kind of tough for us to get together with people but i think if we lived say if if we did live like in the mainland somewhere like uh, like san diego for example yeah. like hey guys yeah. you guys just want to like to do something real quick uh, joey <laughs> jr is in the chat oh right on <laughs> that was og he was there at that bonfire yeah. that i'm talking about right i'm pretty sure joey jr was there yeah so yes yeah. he's talking about pacific arts dance studio yeah, yeah i think yeah. i just i'm just pining for, <laughs> yeah. for like old ukulele on the ground forums like ogs yeah I think like on Kauai, right? You, oh. you, you can kind of do that, but it's like you'll probably be seeing the same people every week. Whoever yeah. comes is like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. It's that small. Mm -hmm. And then it's not like uh, where in the mainland you can go out there and it's like, oh, my gosh, I talk to you mm -hmm. like all the time online, but I've never met you in person. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's really cool. You you players are usually a fun bunch. So, yeah. 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 All right. Next next uh, question. Oh, uh, well, I guess chat. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, Susan asked this in relation to yeah, that. Okay. Uh, she said, I know of a jamming season at a pub. They have outs or uh, 
So I guess a jamming session that they have outside of the pub, and nice. she wanted to know if that sounded okay or yeah. I mean, as long as everyone's in 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 agreement, as long as you're not like bothering the patrons for that pub <laughs> or whatever, as long as you got your own, you know your own little space, you're doing it outside, you're not bothering anybody, you're having fun, and uh, and everyone feels safe. Like yeah. that's that's it, you know. Like that's that's really all it takes. Yeah, I think like uh, even at Nam once we kind of just mm. went to like by the pool, right? And we yeah. just sat by the pool and we were playing, and we were playing, and mm. like I guess it was kind of late and it could get mm. loud, but uh, but like I think the hotel staff like mm. didn't really bother us, and then like even people started coming outside of their rooms just to oh, hear hang. the music yeah. too. So like yeah. once. They kind of see that vibe that is like you're not being right. unruly. They'll they'll probably be like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but you know, if if you're at the Kabuki Hotel at like one a.m. and you're <laughs> singing the you are Filipino being. anthem, <laughs> like one one a.m. Yeah. with ukulele, like that's maybe it's time to pack it up and yeah. go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> is Letty in the chat? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh man, that's good times. <laughs> it was. It was Letty, Abe, Craig, and Sarah before they left, like while, <laughs> while they were still there. Um, people from the SF Uke Fest and Cynthia Lynn, of course, and uh, Steven Espanola. Mm -hmm. Good time, me and Aaron. <laughs> Even. <laughs> were you there, Kai? Uh, no, I left before oh. that, right? Because oh, I went okay, to yeah. visit my sister. <laughs> oh, that's right. But uh, even at like Nam, it wasn't mm. like really jams and stuff, but for certain things, like the Nam, uh, was it the. Uh, supervisors or the people going around they might just ask like oh hey guys can you take this off to the side so you're not blocking mm, the sidewalk yeah. or anything <laughs> or entrances yeah. yeah so if you make sure that you're not if you're not doing it inside of the business if you're doing it outside and on the sidewalk as long as you're not mm -hmm. i think blocking the path they'll probably yeah. be fine with it so yeah it was uh it was the jam of the grassy knoll <laughs> it yeah was, uh, it was great it was great okay so what else uh let me find the question because uh, mm. somebody was asking about. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Andre said, "Any idea for a strap that I can quickly use on different ukuleles when playing standing up? I have seen something like that at on flamenco guitar players." Um, yeah, exactly that. Like a flamenco guitar kind of strap. It's it's like a it's like a necklace, and there's like a hook that goes in there. So all you got to do is like put it underneath your ukulele here and then it hooks there. So it's not a strap in the sense like it'll hold it up, you know, like um, for you by, by itself without any hands. And you still kind of have to hold it, but it just helps you, you know, keep it uh, keep together. And, you know, you can unhook and you use another ukulele, use a guitar, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you have. That's usually the easiest. I'm not a big fan only because some of that stuff like um, will scratch the... Uh, you know the sound hole of the ukulele because that has to hook somewhere. Um, I've heard Jake's strap is uh, is pretty good at not scratching up ukuleles, so that's that's one you know one thing to kind of consider. He has one of those straps that goes around and into the uh, to the sound hole. Um, let's see the ukulele. The ukulele, yeah, ukulele straps are um, pretty much interchangeable with from one ukulele to another. So that's you know that you have some choices. Yeah. Uh... Mm. Yeah, I don't know, like <laughs> that's kind of the uh the that's like the thing with guitar players too. And mm. guitar players have made like a strap system where you can have it's a button and you yeah. just push it in and out. But you probably don't want to install that on your uke, or you can, but you know, up up to you. Uh, but yeah, that's 
like if you're gonna play with a strap if you need a mm-hmm. strap all the time then mm-hmm. you kind of just gotta take it on and off right yeah so yeah yeah um a lot of like the ukulelas now have like um strap buttons and stuff here but if you don't have a strap button those are some uh some great choices ukulele or uh, or like a classic guitar strap yeah. not too familiar with anything else that's that's out there but those definitely work yeah, and the mm-hmm. ukulele isn't that expensive, right? No, no, yeah. no. Not even the like the classic guitar strap. Like, I don't think that's over twenty bucks, if that. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, Jake's strap is pretty. Oh yeah, pricey. Jake's. Well, that's you know, specifically for the name. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like I said, it doesn't. You know, um, it doesn't scratch up the um, the sound hole, so that that also affects the price. Yeah. There's some like felt material or whatever, some extra stuff in there. Yeah, uh, I think if you have ukes that you really like to play with a strap and mm-hmm. you, like, you need a strap for that uke specifically, mm-hmm. it might be a good idea just to invest in a strap solely for that uke, right? Like you just mm-hmm. leave it on mm-hmm. that uke and whenever you play, you put it on because mm-hmm. I think that like eliminates one thing that gets in the way for if you want to pick up a uke, right? Like that's one of the steps is like, oh, I mm-hmm. got to put on a strap and... Ah. If you have that kind of thought in your head, it's like you'll play less. And so if it, if you love playing that uke, might as well just get the strap dedicated for that yeah. uke anyways. So. Or, you know, learn how to hold it without a strap. That's also a thing. Because, like, all my ukes have straps, like dedicated straps and stuff. But I don't, like, have always have time to, like, okay, everybody, sorry. Let me just, uh, you know, like, just grab it and just start playing, you know. Um, or sit down and play. Yeah. 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 That's the easiest way. <laughs> but I get it, though. You know, like, people, people want to use straps. Yeah. It's just more comfortable. Yeah. And I think it's a security thing, too, right? Yeah. People yeah, feel yeah. secure right, with straps. Right, right. So. Okay. Okay. Next up. Uh, I think this might be a joke, but okay. uh, Chudley said, my banjo lele makes an awful racket. I tried earplugs, but what some sound still gets through. What can I do? <laughs> might be a joke but um i don't know well you know possibly like possibly a joke yeah possibly yeah. a joke but it's probably because you're playing banjo uke <laughs> you know it's uh those things are designed to be super duper loud if yeah. uh if you're looking to you know to to play an ukulele that's quieter then there's there's ukuleles for that you know but you picked one of the loudest possible ukuleles <laughs> that you can get so that's you know <laughs> try a resonator yeah that might, might help <laughs> Yeah. Have you tried plugging it in and then like turning it down? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it, no, no, well, that's that's just the nature of that of that instrument. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a joke and stuff, but if you are serious, that is the nature of that instrument. It's just going to be naturally loud. Banjos are not, you know, the most quiet instruments. It's meant to project. Um, that's why they have the uh, that that material that that's that's in front. It uses it to like to project even more, and, and uh, yeah, that's what it's designed to do. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, Chudley did say that they're joking. Okay. So, but like, uh, it, we, I think I, I have seen messages where people are like, mm-hmm. I want, I have a regular uke and I want it to sound like a banjo uke, mm-hmm. or I have a banjo uke and I kind of want it to sound more like a regular uke. And that's like one of those things where it's like, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't probably, <laughs> yeah, you can't rec- going to. replicate it or you can't <laughs> change it to sound like either or right so. right it's that's what it's built for yeah, you know yeah. like it's so if uh if you get a banjo ukulele and you're like oh, i don't really want it to sound like a banjo then you know the <laughs> then you bought the yeah, wrong, you instrument. Bought the wrong <laughs> instrument exactly we're like oh, this saxophone sounds too much like a saxophone yeah <laughs> it's too saxophony <laughs> for my liking yeah 
uh, <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about this. Uh, Rochette said banjos can be toned down by adding a piece of foam or cloth under the head. You could, you could, yeah. but that like defeats the purpose of like of having a banjo uke, I guess, right? Yeah. So it, it's yeah, just uh, yeah. I think if you get it, like it's not a bad mm -hmm. thing, but just know that that's what you're getting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, there could be you know an instance where like they it was like a hand me down and stuff, or like oh, oh yeah, there's yeah. an ukulele and stuff, and there's like ah, it's just so loud, but. Or I guess yeah. like maybe somebody sees one online and they order it without really knowing anything yeah. too. Could... <laughs> I don't like the the part where it sounds like a banjo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could wrap yourself and the banjo uke in like a sheet <laughs> and then try playing. You could uh, go to like a luthier class and then make a body of a ukulele and then yeah. cut off the banjo part. And or just make a whole new ukulele. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, James said, what DAW do you recommend? Which do you guys use? Um, I use Pro Tools. Wait, I know what Kahai is a DAW? Uses, oh, what is a DAW, Kahai? Uh, digital Audio Workstation. Yeah, so Digital Audio Workstation is basically the program that you use to like to record music, you know? Like, um, I use Pro Tools. Um, I've used GarageBand before. Um, with When I was working with uh, Daniel Cummings, we, we used Logic together. So I've used like all, you know, all the other ones, but I just keep going back to, um, to Pro Tools. Just because it's it's easy and it's something that I'm familiar with, but it, they're they're all good, you know. Like what I, I know you use what Audacity. Uh, what no, I use? use Ableton. Ableton, that's right, Ableton. I use yeah. Seven A. <laughs> yeah, but they, there's a bunch and they all kind of do yeah. the same thing now. So uh, yeah, it's almost just like finding one that you kind of like from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then sticking with it, you know, like yeah, getting the kinks out. So yeah, I suggest getting, you know, like getting something that's not that's not expensive to to begin with. If this is your first time, like kind of you know going through, uh, like music recording or audio recording and stuff, like just go with like a simple, you know, like GarageBand or or Audacity or whatever like free um, app or program that you can use and just kind of fool around with it. Then once you kind of get used to it and and see what you like then gravitate towards whatever the premium version of that. But that's that's what I suggest. I suggest getting used to it first because you don't want to be like, okay, cool, Audrey said Pro Tools. Let me go and get like a $300 Pro Tools studio, you know, like subscription. And then you're like, I don't know. It's too much. You know, like, it's too much, right? Yeah. Like, so GarageBand first. Yeah, just, just go to GarageBand first. Go to, you know, go to Audacity first or whatever, like whatever you have that's, that's you know, that's easily available for you. And then once you kind of figure it out, you're like, okay, cool. This is what I like. And that's yeah. when you, you know, you, you can, uh, and at that point, I think if, if you experiment enough or you get to know it enough, you'll, you'll know exactly what you're looking for, for your own home studio. Yeah. I think, uh, like check out the, uh, higher or like the mm -hmm. main workstations that people use. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause a lot of them actually offer, uh, lighter versions. Yeah. Like there is like, uh, Ableton, I think offers, uh, 12 day or like a month free trial of like pretty much their full you know mm -hmm. uh software but then after you do that uh you can instead of going for like ableton pro you can mm -hmm. just go for ableton Lite, which is cheaper but it yeah. has a lot of the same features and then i think a lot of them have them too like uh i don't know about pro tools but uh what's that other one we were just talking about too logic logic i think logic has like a trial and then like a light version mm -hmm. Free Loops has like a trial or like mm. they almost have like a free free full version pretty mm. much, right? I think mm. like where you can 
do everything but mm-hmm. uh the, those like uh basic versions or the the simpler versions and even like audacity too mm-hmm. they're all like you can do a lot with them it's yeah. just almost like you probably be jumping through more hoops to do more complex music yeah but if you don't need that then mm-hmm. you, yeah. yeah you don't need I, it too yeah. i mean Audac- we, audacity is free too yeah right? audacity is free yeah. we just changed like i mean i was using like um pro tool studio for you know for a while and stuff but then i just re-upped my you know like my subscription to pro tools and i, I opted for pro tools artist instead because just i you know wasn't wasn't using the full capacity of studio. Mm-hmm. I mean, studio is super powerful. It's like all these things that you can do, but for what we do here at Ukulele on the ground, where we're just recording like live instruments and then mixing them down and uh, down and stuff, it's um, you know just doing the uh, the artist version. So to kind of give you guys an idea, I, I believe the Pro Tools Studio was like three hundred dollars a year. It was a subscription service, and uh, with the Pro Tools Artist, it's a hundred dollars a year. So that's like less than ten bucks a month. You know, for uh, for a a great and professional like DAW. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of hard to say. I they mm-hmm. if you want to record something, they all basically record stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like uh, the program that I use, Ableton, it's a little bit leans more towards like uh, DJs and stuff. So mm-hmm. that can be like a feature that you like, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, just kind of check and yeah. almost like see maybe like other people who are recording in the same style as you mm-hmm. and see what using. they're using yeah. and what they like about it. Yeah, so. it's it's always a good idea to like get involved in communities of like stuff that you, you know, that you're interested in. It's just so that you get an idea of uh, of what's what's out there and what's good, what people consider, you know, um, good working machines or good working programs or, or instruments or anything that you have, you know, you have interest in, like really you know, going through the uh, to the community, kind of like this, you know what I mean? Like you're asking us, is the ukulele community? So there's definitely little, you know, like little communities for every little thing. So check out, um, if, if you like uh, doing, like like Kahai said, and there's some DJing stuff, there's definitely a community for that. And they'll tell you which DAW to use. But for uh, for me, um, Pro Tools, just, yeah, I, I, I find it easy and it's a lot cheaper now. <laughs> So stoked about that. 100 bucks a year. So again, it does exactly what I needed to. It comes with some great plugins and stuff. Um, yeah, it's it has everything that I need. I think before too, like Pro Tools was considered the industry standard. Yeah. And Ableton, Audacity, all these other programs, yeah. they were kind of like, oh, okay, like they're you know yeah. usable, but people don't use it for like the top of the the line. Mm. But now there's just like so many tutorials for like every single program that mm. you can like if you want to get a certain type of sound mm-hmm. you can probably search for that with the program that you're using and there'll be a tutorial for like oh yeah set it up like this or yeah. this is the yeah. settings you yeah. want or plugins or whatever how yeah, to connect it, your microphone to right because <laughs> i think that's the important part like yeah. you know, if you want the recording to sound good record with some good equipment like a good microphone or like you know uh a, a good space to uh, to you know to to record that also makes a big difference um you know play like learn to play cleaner on your on your instruments so you don't have to like go in there and do too much editing and stuff uh yeah there's there's other ways to uh to to make the recording sound better rather than like okay well if this doesn't sound as good maybe if i recorded it with ableton would have sounded better and like no it's still what what you put in you know, what you put in it you mm-hmm. know yeah there, there's kind of like a idea too with 
I mean, it's and uh, audio software is getting so good, right? Oh, yeah. With like repairing and, and making things sound good. Yeah. But the idea still stands that like mm-hmm. if you get a good recording, yeah, that's always the best. You want a good recording first, and then you know maybe yes. changing it in post production. But you don't want it to just be like, ah, it's an okay recording, yeah. and I'm gonna do a bunch of things <laughs> to tweak it in post production. Right. Trust me, I I have tried. My heart is to polish poop, <laughs> to, to make poop <laughs> look like a diamond, out. <laughs> but it's still poop, you know, like if it's, uh, yeah, it, you know, it, that's, that's what's important. It's kind of like what, what you're recording and what goes inside the, uh, the, the DAW and then you, you know, you do the, the workshop ma- or like the workstation magic to it after that. But really, if it's a terrible recording, there's not much that you can do to it, you know? <laughs> yeah yeah we we know <laughs> yeah, i've trust me <laughs> okay so uh next question well james like in relationship to this also asked mm. uh where would you place mics to record and mm. if the garage is a good place to record uh everyone's you know everyone is different um everyone's garage is different De- depends how empty or how full your garage is you just kind of have to think about where like the um uh where the noise will bounce in your garage so it can sound you know uh, a garage can sound like the quietest place it can also sound like the loudest um grand canyon that you've ever been in you know like so it really depends uh what you have in there a lot of people tend to use um like foam or egg cartons and stuff to you know to kind of deaden the noise because the less noise the less you kind of have to clean up in the daw itself so um but as far as you know placing your mic everyone's different okay but the way that i like to do it is i like to um to to use pencil mics and have it um towards the the 12th or 14th fret of my ukulele i feel like that's that's the best you know sound that that i get a nice well-rounded tone you don't want the you know the microphone to be uh, to be right here where the sound's supposed to be coming from that it might be a little bit too much you know um just think of the microphone as like your ear you know uh so when, when you record you don't want your ear like right here next to the instrument that's going to be a little too much you know that's not how we naturally hear things you want to be a little bit away for me maybe like um six inches to you know to, to about a foot away depending on how sensitive your microphone is or how loud you know your microphone is that's usually a good idea and i like to um, aim it at 12 and 14 to just get a nice well-rounded ra- tone on my ukulele. Um, pencil mics are really good. I also like, you know, good like ribbon mics and condensers and stuff. Like that's that's also great. For my second album, I used a really nice condenser that uh, that Tracy Tirada had, and it's it's like the I don't know. Tracy, watch out for your mic. I'm gonna <laughs> steal it one day. It's so good. Um, and then. You know, like on some of the other projects and stuff, usually just the, you know, just the one pencil mic. But if you want to get fancy, if you have two pencil mics, that's also great. You know, like doing a um, an XY kind of axis to uh, um, towards the ukulele is, is really good so that you get more a well-rounded tone because you're just going to mix those two, uh, um, those two microphones together and get a nice um, tone, well-rounded tone out of your ukulele. Because if you just get one... Then you know you just have that one that one sound coming from you. But if you have two sources, uh, where you know where it's the sound is coming from, you can blend those two and come up with a nice kind of roomy sound for for your instrument. You want to create like uh, at least you know in my experience, 
a a natural sound for your you know for your instrument i know that's not you know like uh everyone's cup of tea but that's kind of my approach to it and like i mentioned earlier everyone's different you know like you might you might want to use pedals you you know in that case if you're using pedals if you're using um you know like effects and stuff you might want to mic the uh the amp instead of your your, your ukulele there's really no you know no sense in micing your uke if you're gonna like add all these like crazy effects to it mic the um the the amp instead um and do, do i suggest using you know using a mic over uh you know over plugging in definitely the mic is just going to give you um, a well-rounded you know tone and a nice and natural sound of your instrument because just like i said imagine that microphone as your ear okay so same thing when you're plugging this in where the uh, where the pickup is is right here so that's kind of like putting your ear right next to this this area where the under under saddle is it's uh it's gonna be a little too hot it's gonna be too thumpy it's gonna sound too um too flat if that's the you know if that's the word that i can use here but um yeah it just doesn't sound as great as like a natural ukulele sound yeah i feel like you don't get the body the sound of the body of the instrument yeah if it's just all coming from here well like yeah if that's what you're going for right yeah as yeah. a natural sound then a mic is usually better mm -hmm. but if you're going for like weird stuff then yeah yeah you can try yeah. it out and the same thing with a uh, room too right like mm -hmm. if you want it to be like a really clean recording then you probably want it in like you know someplace that doesn't echo or like mm -hmm. you want to put up like even <laughs> they can't see it but we have like a a blanket to block out the echo yeah. For, yeah. for us. Well, it's too. because this room is pretty terrible. It's like pretty as far as yeah, it's not as everywhere. Yeah, so. so sorry about the echoey sound. <laughs> it's not treated for. We for try that. to dampen yeah. as much as possible, but yeah. it's not. It's a pretty high ceilinged. Yeah. You know, room. And yeah. So. But like, uh, yeah, if you you know you have a blanket mm -hmm. and you kind of just like face towards it and you put your mic and you stand there and you're playing into the blanket then your sound won't bounce off of yeah, whatever's the blanket will absorb it facing it yeah yeah so if you're, if you're couch pillows if yeah. you like yeah, make yeah, a little mm -hmm. square or like play towards mm -hmm. the couch mm -hmm. and then make a little square of couch <laughs> pillows like yeah. that i i've found that that can create a pretty good recording mm -hmm. environment in a pinch yeah like you just want to think about the actual material and how it's shaped right because like if mm -hmm. it's hard and it's flat It'll then bounce. it bounces against mm -hmm. it but if it's like soft and it has like kind of dents or curves mm -hmm. that's why like a fuller room won't make uh, more echoes because the sound dissipates mm -hmm. so but if that's the other thing is if you do want echo then yeah go for it like uh, just go into an empty garage or like a mm -hmm. bathroom mm -hmm. or whatever so yeah it's yeah. really to what your end goal of what you want to sound like right so that's it's fun fun fact like the um the first recording of while my guitar gently weeps you know you guys might have heard of it like that <laughs> that uh take by jake shimbukuro on the walking down rain hill album was recorded in a bathroom like that first <laughs> recording of it because he re-recorded it i don't know like five six times at this point but that first ever recording of that was was in a bathroom you can hear it you can hear like the you know like the the, the echoes and stuff mm -hmm. and like the, the sound bouncing off but that's kind of what uh what jake and tracy were, were going uh, yeah, were going yeah. after but that's that was recorded by tracy and yeah. um i don't know if it's just like some hotel bathroom that you know that they had but i know they recorded it in a bathroom you can hear the difference so yeah yeah check that's... that recording out it's pretty cool like uh, now, right? You just go into your your DAW and you just like turn up yeah. reverb and stuff. Yeah. But even back then, reverb was like a physical thing where they put a speaker 
and then they put a plate of sheet metal and <laughs> yeah, when they so played the, the speaker yeah. into the sheet metal it would bounce back into a <laughs> mic so they're like oh that's how we get mm. reverb right that's mm -hmm. one type of reverb yeah but like yeah so it, it all depends on what mm -hmm. you're going for what yeah. type of sound you're going and then for. just keep in mind too that if you record in an echoey place, mm. it's a lot harder to remove the echo later mm -hmm. than it is to record clean auto in yes. a non-echoey place and then add yeah. reverb or add it, echo later. And that's why people want to get like a clean sound. Yeah. So that they can manipulate yeah. it however they want to afterwards. Because like Aaron said, if, if, the, if the echo is there and you don't like it, that's that's it's tough way to harder yeah, yeah it's way harder now, i I'm mean not saying it's, it's possible yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's way harder it's just easier to just record it without it just get a I, nice clean flat recording i like uh even we have mm. a program that does like auto remove echoes mm. and i would say it's like the the part of the program that works the least it's like the least <laughs> successful <laughs> yeah. it's such a great program at removing noise removing yeah. everything else but echo, echo. Is <laughs> what it has the hardest yeah it's really with. tough so okay all right that's pretty good recording wise any last question uh yeah uh can we take two questions actually sure okay uh so uh this is from joy Joey okay. Jr. Okay. And he said, uh, have you ever played with the Tahitian banjo? I play it for the yeah. polygroups, but would love to see your take on it. Yeah, I've, I've played a Tahitian banjo and stuff. Um, when when I played for, for a halal way back then, um, some of the some of the members had a Tahitian banjo. It's, it's fun. I mean, it's one of those, like, you kind of have to strum super fast, like, all the time, you know? So <laughs> it, it's not... You know, it's not a slow strumming instrument. I guess you could, you know, but traditionally it's a lot of like really fast strumming and um, and it, it goes great with like that high pitch tone that it has. I think it's, it's really good. It's fun. I don't have one personally, but uh, I've, I've played many and, and I've enjoyed it. You know, it's it's same thing as an ukulele, like an A string ukulele, but it's tuned. Uh, I don't know if it's tuned like an octave higher, but it's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Not exactly sure how, how it's tuned, but. And isn't it. um. Like I, I like I haven't seen one in a while mm. or played one in a while. Mm. But like, isn't all of the strings the same like diameter? I'm not sure. I haven't played one in a while. <laughs> I mean, I, last time I played for a halal was over ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, so it's been I forget, a while. But I like yeah, yeah. Those I thought, are fun. I thought that it's like a very similar diameter strings mm. for all of the strings. Mm. They're they're like uh, aren't they like corded strings too? Like. Uh, oh, they're regular, like fluorocarbon. Yeah, they're fluorocarbon. Yeah, I've I've seen green ones, yellow ones, and black yeah. ones. There's all yeah. different ones. Yeah. What else? What else? What yeah, else? yeah. He said, uh, "Yes, yeah, same weight fishing line." Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> okay, Basically, same diameter then. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. Traditionally, that's usually what mm. is used. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's cool. What else? What was the second question? Uh, and then Ritesh asked, uh, "How does Herb Ota get his unique sound and feel?" I mean, experience <laughs> and uh, experience. life experience. <laughs> That's I mean, you know, like if if everyone wants wants to know exactly what it is, that's 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 what it is is experience and like and just kind of hitting that same exact notes that's playing that same exact song and figuring out how to make it better, how to approach it, how to you know how to attack the strings. These are the things that you know, that Herb Alter Jr. have have mastered, like, honestly, like, throughout the, you know, throughout the years. His tone 
is if not you know the best out there like his his tone is so good like his he just knows how to attack the strings how to you know how to hold his ukulele how to like kind of let each note ring out like how they're supposed to really 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 great stuff you know from uh from from herb and it, i think yeah, that's 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 experience man <laughs> like there's no way around that uh i think uh I, well this kind of applies too mm. but uh just to be sure like Ritesh was asking about ota san so not oh senior. like herb senior yeah 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 Sorry. same i mean honestly yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know like yeah, the same answer <laughs> that's I mean, where he learned well that's yeah. where junior learned it from <laughs> yeah and you got guys like eddie kamai that you know that that were around at that time as well who was playing some like classical stuff on the ukulele and it's just everybody learning from everybody and um and yeah, and I think just you know, um, Otasan's approach to uh, to the ukulele was you know was more of that kind of romantic and classical and stuff. And of course, if uh, if you're interested in that, then you are gonna look towards like classical guitar players who are playing the similar you know similar things. So how do they hit their you know instruments? How do they hit their strings? And what can you transfer over to your ukulele from there? That's all experience. That's that's one of those things that you have to either learn how to play classical guitar or you know meet a class guitar player or uh, I guess nowadays like watch a video of some class guitar player explaining their you know their attack because that's that's how it's gonna be. Find a similar instrument and kind of see what you can take and bring over to the ukulele that's how that's how they they've done it in the past yeah yeah ex uh, experience that's that's <laughs> the best way that i can you know that i can do it is just you know he, he didn't like start playing ukulele and sounded that like like that i'm sure it's just you know he started playing ukulele and then he's just like oh why don't i play this song like it sounds good if i approach it this way it's with, with, with anything it's a lot of experience for for people who don't know otasan mm -hmm. and uh Herb Ota Jr. Father uh, son. <laughs> yeah, they're father and son, but they're they're both like finger pickers too. Yeah. So they they're the tone that they get is from their finger and their mm -hmm. their nail too, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. to get that, yeah, it's it's uh that's like probably where you want to start from if you you know mm -hmm. you're used to, to playing with just one finger or like mm -hmm. you're used to, to playing with a pick, it's like well, when you're trying to go for their tone, they they play yeah. with their fingers and they play with their thumb or their uh, flash in there. Yeah. Junior plays with a thumb pick. So oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> so that's just true. making sure people are like, hey, I know Kai said something <laughs> before you get all the, the comments and stuff. I know he plays with a with a thumb pick. But even that through experience have he's learned how to, you know, how to hit the strings with a thumb pick so that it's it's nice and even with, with all the other strings that he's hitting. It's it's experience. You yeah. just, there's no substitute for like just playing your instrument and figuring out how your instrument works and what you know, like how to make it sound good. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then that that said too, you will always sound like you. Yes. So <laughs> yes. I mean, we recommend to look up to people yeah. and try to emulate their sound and try to emulate their techniques. But then you will always sound like you. Yeah, you are doing... the US you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever Dr. Seuss thing. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, even if you if you only study Jake. Mm -hmm. You will sound like you playing Jake. Playing Jake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, playing Jake stuff. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's absolutely and so true. That's how you develop your own style. Yeah. Is like you have your influences. You you take mm -hmm. in a bunch of techniques mm -hmm. and and um, practice mm -hmm. and learn how to do things, and then from that you will craft yeah. like your own voice yeah. as an ukulele player. Because 
like that's a question we get pretty often right is like people ask oh what about acrylic nails what about a thumb pick and they're trying to like find yeah. alternatives to just using their regular they all nail. affect the sound and you got to learn how to how to use every single one of those yeah. <laughs> those are tools you know like yeah. it's just and we're we're giving our opinions, but then at the end of the day, the most important opinion is your own, right? Like what you like and what sounds mm -hmm. good to you. So. Yeah, because every ukulele is different. Every hand is different. Every yeah. diameter of nails are different. You know, like it's it's all, um, it, it's all gonna matter of like, <laughs> it, it, it all boils down to how much you play your instrument, how much you practice with it and getting to know it, you know, that, that much better. Yeah, like I'm sure I could try and practice with the thumb pick mm -hmm. and maybe in a hundred years, be still not as good as Herbota Jr. So yeah. it's like, yeah. I've opened up more like using thumb because I've used thumb picks like the past couple months because I broke my, my thumbnail and stuff. I actually use it for, for some stuff now. Like I I kind of want to just put it up here, take a page from like Brittany Piva's book and just have it on the ready when I need it. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll do that from now on. All right. So Aaron, how's your trip, man? You just came back. You've been gone for two weeks. People are probably wondering. You know, <laughs> so what, what, what were you up to? Uh, I just went on vacation. Nice. It was a, a two year, yeah. um, delayed vacation. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what we told people last week. I'm like, guys, like he, you know, he needs a, he needs a break. <laughs> like, honestly, right. I think that's what I, we said. Right. Yeah. And I think, uh, people were worried because last time that you weren't here, we we're like, oh, it's kind of like an emergency. Right. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, people yeah. were like, we hope Aaron's okay. Oh, yeah, we yeah. hope he's all right. Did but you're like, worse? no, 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 don't worry guys. He's, you he's know, just, he's okay. He yeah. just needed to, to take a little break. Yeah, and um, the the interesting part is uh, you you told me that you you checked out a live show. How was how what's that like? <laughs> yeah, 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 they're they're doing that now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't want to get into the politics of you know of doing stuff like with a yeah. big crowd and whatever. But tell us about your experience. Yeah, so uh, my my girlfriend is a big fan of Haim, the band. Okay. Yeah. And they were uh, and her sister lives in Oregon, and mm -hmm. Haim was playing mm -hmm. at the Moda Center in Portland. Mm -hmm. And so they decided to just get some tickets, and so we flew out there and nice. went to the went to the show. It was pretty neat. Um, yeah, it, I I guess just because everything is starting to open up now, it's like you know masks are recommended but mm. not enforced. Yeah, yeah. And so like we were so, wearing masks, yeah, but it's then, your own comfort level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then like you know other people mm. can. We we sort of had our own little spot. Yeah. Yeah. And um and it was amazing like. I, I, I guess when you get to see a live band again for like it's been such a long time since mm. I've actually seen a like a live performance yeah. in in a mm. big venue, that it's like you remember that like oh this is what live music is about <laughs> the energy yeah <laughs> yeah and so like it it made me want to play music live again i mean like we play music every week yeah live it's different you know, yeah, yeah but it's not like at a, at a big venue we don't get to see mm. like you know go travel and mm. get to see people and is that hang out afterwards and stuff so. is that what you want to do aaron you want to go out and travel again big venues again well you try to hint to us I'm yeah like, oh, well we that's the thing is that we are like at the end of this su the, yes. the summer we are traveling that was, that was my that was my segue nice segue that? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. actually folks uh, we're going to be there's 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 a few announcements sorry we, we had a lot of questions i really wanted to get to this sooner um we have a lot of announcements to uh, to, to kind of let you guys know about so August, we will be in San Diego for um, You Collect the Pros, UConn. Okay, so 
Uh, we will be there. There's going to be lots of uh, lots of ukulele artists. I don't want to name them because I might miss one. There's a lot, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of artists there. Uh, fellow Hawaii people um, include Andrew Molina, Chris Fujigami. It's just, uh, it's going to be lots of fun. I think, um, let's see, that is why I didn't want to name people. Uh, I <laughs> yeah, think, um, yeah. what's, his, what's his name? Card is uh, stacked. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a stacked, it's a stacked card. You guys should definitely check it out. Oh, Daniel Hall. No, Daniel Hall. I think he's going to be there as well. That's what I was thinking of. I was like, there's, there's one big name. Like, <laughs> one guy who's won a few Grammys, <laughs> you know? So he's going to be there, I think, you know? Yeah. I, I want to uh, see. Okay, so um, I, I thought I saw him there. So that that's going to be fun. You know, we got a Grammy winner. Like, that's a le- not not like a Hawaiian Grammy, like a legit Grammy winner. Not saying that the, the hokus are not legit, but talking Grammy. This guy is one stuff <laughs> you know he's uh he's gonna be there um lots of uh lots of youtubers you know like ukulele teachers on youtube they're definitely gonna be there um, me included you know i guess right youtuber <laughs> we, we consider ourselves youtuber no right okay Maybe those youtubers <laughs> and then us <laughs> no <Nah. Yeah. laughs> um yeah, it's gonna be good fun. Um, and it's it's been a while since we've been yeah, back in so San we're, Diego. We're so excited to to be there, and that's kind of maybe why I have San Diego in the mind because you know, like I wanna, <laughs> like I wanna tell people about our our trip to San Diego. We're gonna be doing um, another show. So tentatively, um, to kind of give you guys an idea, we're gonna be doing one. I, is it in Huntington Beach or Long? Is that Long Beach? Huntington I'm not Beach. too sure yet. Do so, we have the details on that yet? It, well, it's definitely gonna be um, Sunday. So that's uh, just Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach over at uh, Island Bazaar. So Island Bazaar, oh, uh, Shirley's place. Shirley Orlando has a place called Island Bazaar. And, uh, and that's kind of like one of the first places that we ever toured at. Like on our very first Ukulele Underground tour, it's one of the first places that we've hit at. And, um, and I remember going there for the first time and Shirley didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what to expect. And there was like 200 people there and, and her maybe 80 capacity, <laughs> like, you know, a uh, little store and stuff. And we, we filled that place. It was so much fun. I remember um, Jason Arimoda has like a like a backstage video where like, <laughs> I guess from the back, there's an open door uh-huh. that you can just kind of like check out the, you know, check out the performances from the back and stuff. It was, a, it was a lot of fun, so we're super excited to go back. We haven't been back to Island Bazaar in a long time. So that's tentatively Sunday, okay? Time is pending, but that is um, it's definitely penciled down. Um, keep checking back at, uh, at Island Bazaar to check out what time it is. Uh, get your tickets fast because I know they are available to, uh, to the Ukulele Club over at, at Island Bazaar, and then it gets made available to the public. So tickets are gonna, you know, tickets are gonna sell at least to, to those people in the club. <laughs> so I don't know how many tickets there are gonna be left, um, but yeah, make sure you make sure you get that. Um, then afterwards, uh, if you guys got the, um, got the newsletter that, that Aaron wrote, you guys already know some of this stuff. Uh, we're gonna be in Seattle? Is that, yeah. So yeah, we're gonna be in Seattle. Um, uh, tentative on where and, and when also, but we're going to be doing that um, in early September. So watch out for that as well. We're, we're, we're going out, guys. You know, yeah. we, we feel a lot safer now. We're, we're going to go. We're going to see you folks. We're super excited to be hanging out with you guys. And that's why I think it's really fun for me to be talking about, like, oh, I remember this and that and that. And we did like, <laughs> yeah. all these ukulele meetups and whatever. We want to do the same thing. So on some of our off days, if you guys just want to hang out, like I think there are some days that we might 
be free. If you guys just want to do like an ukulele underground meetup somewhere, we would love to just kind of hang out and, and have an ukulele circle, you know, with, with you folks. So that's uh, that sounds like fun. Um, that's kind of our first venture outs. Also, I want to make an announcement. Um, I did promise you guys a, a concert every now and then, every few months and stuff. So our next concert will be in August, in late August, right before we fly out to, uh, to San Diego. We're going to have Matt Dalberg. Um, Good, good, good friend of ours. Uh, he's an OG Ukulele Underground member. He's uh, he's a former private student of mine, and uh, and he's doing some great work as far as ukulele teaching and performing and stuff. He's been around. He's performed in places. He's done uh, high sessions with uh, you know with with those guys. So he's a well decorated ukulele player. He's gonna be playing some songs, and then I'm gonna jump in and we're gonna do some songs together. So if you've always wanted to kind of watch myself and Matt kind of you know like feed off of each other's ukulele energies. Uh, this is going to be the concert that you want to watch. This is going to be free for all of you UU Plus subscribers. And same thing like last time, we'll be charging for tickets for any non-subscribers that want to uh, that want to watch. But you know, I, I think tickets are usually five bucks, and a subscription to Ukulele Underground is not much more than that for like you know for access to to the entire month of Ukulele Underground with lots of other cool extras and private lessons. So. Just sign up for, you know, just subscribe to UU Plus and you can get the concert and tons of other stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. like uh, you'll get this next concert and then you'll get the past concert too. Yeah, so, you can watch yeah. the past concert. And um, and we're going to do the same thing for the people who are buying tickets who want to go that direction, um, can can have access 30 days after the, you know, after the concert is done or after when they buy it, I guess, right? Because they can always buy a ticket to watch the replay of it. So it's going to be fun. You know, we're going to give you more details as we get closer, but I just kind of want to announce that's our, you know, that's our next guest. I'm, I'm stoked, honestly. Like I, it's, it's been a while that, uh, that I've jammed with another ukulele player of, you know, of, of that level. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm rusty. So I'm going to be practicing a lot between now and, and, uh, cause you know, like he's, he's, he's a student of mine and I don't want to get completely destroyed by, you know, like somebody I used to teach. <laughs> So I want to be able to hold hold myself, you know, together a little bit, right, Kahai? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, it's been good. I mean, we've been you know we've been um, going out more. So if if you guys are interested in in seeing us live, let us know. You know, if if you guys have a have a venue or have a ukulele club that you know you would like us to uh, to come down and visit, or if there's an ukulele festival happening in you know in your area that you'd like us to be a part of, feel free to email us. Uh, Kai, put the uh, email us over. You can do questions, I guess. You know, yeah. Yeah, questions at ukuleleunderground.com. And while you're at it, ask us questions in, in there as well. There it is. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, questions at ukuleleunderground.com. Like I said, we're, we've been going out more and stuff. Uh, I went out last month. So, just uh, to talk about like my, you know, my trip a little bit, that was super fun. And it's great to kind of, you know, bring that back, back up again because I, I feel that. The Bob's Burgers movie has kind of, you know, has, has done its thing in the theaters and it's coming out on Hulu and uh, and Paramount Plus. No, HBO, HBO. I think it's coming HBO out on Go. Right. Yeah, Hulu, Hulu Plus and HBO. Yep. And that's going to be July 12th, I, I, I believe. Some, in the middle of July, Bob's Burgers movie comes out. It's awesome. Um, that's why I went a, a few weeks ago. I went to the premiere over in L.A., and um, over at the, um, like I always call it the Muppet Theater because it's it's the theater where like the you know the, the Muppet is, <laughs> and now uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I was invited to go by uh, by Lauren Bouchard, B Bernard Derriman. Uh, Lauren Bouchard is the creator, 
producer writer of, of Bob's Burgers, whereas um, Bernard, he's also the, uh, the he's the director and um, and basically in charge of, of, of the art and, and, and stuff with that with, with the movie. It was great, you know. Like if if you guys check out some of the clips from the uh, from the premiere online, uh, Bouchard came out in the burger suit. That was pretty funny. Like uh, he had the burger suit with the. Um, with you know, you know in the in, in, in the movie um, Linda, yeah, Linda with like the, the bathing suit burger. Linda's so that was that was really cool. Um, and they were super like super cool about everything. They you know they flew me over. Um, a lot of people ask you know like how am I involved with it? I'm not. You know I was not involved with the uh, with, with the movie. Just kind of want to put it out there. I'm just a huge fan. Love the you know love the series. Uh, I've worked with Bouchard before on uh, on on an episode of The Simpsons, but we've also worked together before ukulele wise. You know, just kind of talking about ukulele and, and giving a little lessons like here and there to uh, to Mr. Bouchard. But he was nice enough to invite myself and my wife over, and uh, and it was good, man. Yeah. So check it out if you guys have the chance. It's coming out in in just a couple short weeks. It'll be uh, it'll be on Hulu Plus and on HBO. Yes. Because of that too, we also released two Bob's Burgers yeah. theme yes. lessons. So. Yeah, so if you guys haven't checked it out yet, and you guys are Bob's Burgers fans, we did our version of the Bob's Burgers intro um, with myself and my family. It was it was great. My uh, my kid still loves watching that. You know, like watching that video. Just likes watching herself in that uh, in, in that play along, and uh, and we did bad stuff happens in the bathroom, which is a really cool like. Um, uh, it's it's nice to to kind of play as a solo, but it's even better if you have a loop pedal. So for those people who like um, experimenting with loops, that's definitely something for that. But it was it was good fun. Um, I had an awkward moment with that uh, with Gene. Did I tell you about that, Kahai? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, the, it's Eugene. Merman. Yeah, Eugene Merman um, does the voice for Gene, and um, and during the uh, like during the premiere, like I don't know, like I. They said that like doors open at this time and stuff, so I'm I'm like there. I don't want to be late, whatever. I'm, I didn't even know what to wear, so I like I got a suit specifically for for that event. I'm like this is a Hollywood premiere, like I gotta look decent, right? I guess you know, like so I I I got a suit to uh, to wear for the for the event, and um and, and I'm there early, and like apparently nobody goes there like on t on time like to check in and stuff. <laughs> Fashionably but, late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I was there. I, you know, I'm in. I'm in my suit. My wife's like in a, in a nice dress. So we we're like dressed to the nines. You know, like ready to go do this thing. And then um, there were like ahead of us, maybe five, six other people, and they're like dressed as Tina, and like one is dressed as like Bob Cephala. If you guys are familiar <laughs> with the cartoon, like and he was dressed as Bob the Unicorn. And uh, some people were like butt loose Tina. Like I'm just like, <laughs> what the heck? You mean I could have dressed like you know as a, as a Bob's character? And and like I said, Bouchard came out in like a burger yeah. suit. So you know, <laughs> maybe I didn't have to like spend some money on a you know on a suit that I, that I wore just for that day. But we went in and um, and because there were like all these other fans that were there, I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe you know like that that's kind of the same invite that you know that I got. I wasn't part of the movie. I wasn't involved in it or anything. You know, so. They uh, maybe they just kind of gave me a ticket to you know to go in and just, and just watch the movie, which I'm stoked for, you know. But I go in and I check in, and um, and I got like I got checked in as talent, which is I believe a mistake, <laughs> you know, because like I said, I didn't work on it or anything. So I got you have that. <laughs> yeah, I guess right. So I I got checked in and like they they got like a talent handler for me, and they're like, okay, cool, and it's super early. 
So that means there's no other talents that was, that was there. It was just me and my wife and like the big red. So the talent and, and, and I guess people involved in the movie or the actors and the actresses, they're like in the big red carpet and in a smaller, skinnier red carpet here where like where everyone, you know, where everyone else was at. Since I was there super early, all the other like Buttlux Tinas, Bob Cephalas were in that line going inside. And here I am. And even like my handler didn't know who the heck I was. You know? and I didn't expect her to. And um, so we're, we're going and there's like a bunch of like, like you know, uh, and I don't notice. I don't, I'm not like a Hollywood person, but there's like all the like the photographers and people like waiting, you know, like to interview you for their podcasts and whatever. And I'm just walking and everyone's giving me the same look. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. Like, Should we take his picture anyway? Like, I guess we'll just take a picture just so that he doesn't feel bad. And then they're like, oh, look this way or whatever. So me and, and my wife, of course, are just like, I don't, why, what are we doing here? You know, like, what are we doing in this line? And, and we're the only one because you know if it was if it was later on we could have just like slipped through and let like the actual celebrities get their <laughs> pictures taken and stuff but people are like i don't know just in case he's somebody let's just take his picture so i go and go do the thing like uh, uh we, we take these pictures and then i'm like okay this is the place where all the voice actors are gonna come like if we want to see some like some important people let's just kind of hang out here like where the end of the uh, of the line is and stuff and they're like oh my god there's eugene merman you know like he's, <laughs> he's coming down our way and then um so i was like okay i want to talk to you i want to talk to gene and stuff it's gonna be it's gonna be great so gene's done and uh, and he's uh, he's he's walking towards us. I'm like, hey, Mr. Uh, hey, Eugene Merman. Like, how's it? You know, how's it going? He's like, hey, what's uh, what's your name? So I'm like, oh, uh, my name is. And I'm like, my my blood and pressure is, is rising up. <laughs> my my heart is is throbbing. And so, uh, my name my name is Eldrine, and this is my wife Heather. And it's like, oh, cool. So he, you know, like, uh, um, so what you know what uh what what did he ask? He's like, like what 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 are your names? Like, so what what are you guys? He's like, what are you guys up to? Um, and I was like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm playing ukulele for the after party. And he's like, that sounds fun. So, and then like, he just goes, oh, I'm going to go uh, talk to those people. Is that, like, yes, very pause. nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, very nice to meet you. And like, oh my God, we just, we just met Eugene Merman. And, and he was like super cool about it. You know, like he, he was like, Hey, so what's your name? So what do you, you uh -huh. know, like what, what brings you guys here basically is, is what he asked. I'm just like, uh, uh I'm and I just got that. Like, I'm a phony. <laughs> like, I'm nobody. like don't, don't look at us. It's, it's one of those, you know, one of those experiences that like, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but it was cool. I played for the after party and, um, and it, yeah, it, that was also a whole, like a whole nother thing of, of its own, the after party, but that's, that's a story for later, but, uh, it was, it was great. And then, um, I met, I met a bunch of cool people and, uh, I met, I met most of the cast and, uh, and of course Bernard and, and, uh, and Lauren Bouchard, they were, they were there and they were happy to see us and stuff, which is, uh, which is awesome. And that's. That's my that's my Hollywood experience. So for for those people who were wondering, yeah, I have nothing to do with the movie. Like not didn't do anything for it. Uh, I just got invited for some reason, <laughs> like to like, to go out. And I mean, you know, like I I guess I had a job. I played for the after party, just like I told Eugene Merman. I'm like, yeah, play for the after party, because <laughs> I don't know, like I don't want to what I was expecting him to say, you know? Because usually, yeah. like in my circle, when I tell somebody, oh, I'm gonna be performing and stuff. And people are usually like, oh, cool. Like, what what time? Where are you playing and whatnot? Because, 
you know, it's like it's Aldrete performing at this place. But to Eugene Murphy, he's just like, I don't know who you are. I don't. I, he didn't even go to the after party, so he's just kind of like, <laughs> that sounds fun. Like, I, you know, yeah, like his he didn't really have anything to say. <laughs> his reaction was was definitely warranted because mm-hmm. it was kind of like, uh, yeah, you would you would say that. Uh, yeah, go talk to those people. They're way more interesting to talk to uh, than me and my wife. And you know, and afterwards uh, we we saw Bernard and we saw Lauren come down. We're just like, oh, that that's cool. That's I got embarrassed enough, so maybe I'll uh, we'll just go walk into the theater. Already. Like that was that was embarrassing. At least we got to be you know Eugene, which is awesome. But I, I met the other people like later and stuff, which was cool. Um, and I get to see John Roberts though, who voiced Linda. But everyone else was cool. Um, Kristen. Uh, oh. Kristen Shaw like looked beautiful in person you know I've, uh, I've I've always like been been a huge fan of her from all the way back to like Flight of the Concord she's wearing mm-hmm. this gold sequin dress it's kind of <laughs> hard to miss her and uh and and my wife like um embarrassingly took like took like stalker videos of, of every of all the cast and stuff and I was like put that away <laughs> you know like I was gonna go say hi but it was it was fun it was good fun and I've never felt like that ever in my life and i think that's like the one time in my life that i'll ever <laughs> feel you know feel that way so it's really cool i just figured i'd share that with you folks but that's that's it i get a lot i get a lot of questions like what you know what uh what did i do for the uh, for the movie because i posted stuff on instagram like on where i was and stuff and people are like oh congratulations like no maybe congratulations on being invited but like that's that's all that i'm <laughs> being congratulated for but it was <laughs> a lot of fun hi i wish you were there because you're the one who introduced me to Bob's Burgers. And yep. here I am walking at the red carpet in the premiere. That should have been you, man. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would be like just as nervous to talk to Eugene Merlin. <laughs> my, uh... my sister got like commissioned by an artist to draw us as the Bob's Burgers oh, yeah. characters. Yeah. Because uh, my dad owns like a little shop in Kapaa. Mm. So she kind of put that like the shop, our dad's shop into yeah. like the Bob's Burgers you know, awesome. restaurant place and stuff. And they drew me as, like, as Gene. Gene. Oh, cool. So, yeah, the, like, the, the keyboard and everything? No, I just had, like, the shirt and, you know, mm. the pants and stuff. Nice. But, like, yeah, I think I, w- I would be like, um, uh, uh, in my my family, <laughs> I, I'm I'm the Gene. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. nice. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, like, an inside joke of my house now. It's like, that sounds fun fun so usually to my kid where like she's like dad i did this at school or whatever or like there was a there was a snake you know whatever like in the show i'm like that sounds fun (laughs) that's like an inside joke in our house ah it's embarrassing but it's you know like i got to shake his hand guy and he can't he can't take that back you know he can't unshake my hand now so it's done done. shake eugene norman's hand sell this hand on ebay (laughs) mission accomplished and oh i sat next to um to to regular size rudy in in Mm -hmm. the uh in the premiere and stuff and um that was also fun brian that is last name and i don't want to even try i might get it wrong and stuff he's (laughs) he's uh he's done a bunch of other like um, shows and, and, and movies and stuff as well and, and i didn't want to fanboy out like i recognized him but it's just like it's just it's cool that he's right there that's it's fine you know like he's we're, we're watching him on the big screen while he's sitting next to us this is fine this is this is just dandy kahai <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool so um 
that's uh that's it those are our announcements you know um make sure you guys if you guys are in the area make sure you check us out once again if you guys want to like email us about you know about coming down to work to your area if you have a um like a club or an ukulele festival that's coming out bam right here email us at questions at ukulele that'll get to us somehow and uh and we'll let you know if we have any plans to go there or if you guys can uh you know can point us in the right direction of, of how to uh, how to make it over there okay so if there's a venue or if there's a club or a festival like i said that you guys want us to check out please let us know because we would love to start going hey. out again and, and check uh, checking out the scenes yes. yeah uh maybe oh uh yeah you, you guys can just message us but i was gonna say like <laughs> i think sometimes when we say this people go like we have a club in the Philippines or something. It's like, oh, oh so be realistic. I mean, we'd love to go there, but yeah, yeah. we're kind of well, talking. We did, we did, we did go. go. You know, like if, <laughs> if they have a festival, like there's like a ukulele festival in the Philippines, and they're willing to fly us out. We'll go to your club. You know. Yeah. So it just has to it just has to make sense. But just keep those things in mind that like we we're from like in the middle of the sea, so we gotta somehow get there first. Yeah. yeah. And but we're and, trying. Well, like and specifically for this, like we're kind of mm. talking about like places maybe near Seattle and San Diego. Yeah. It's like or wherever. Like now. I said, if yeah. if uh, yeah, for now. But for if, these you know, upcoming uh, dates, right? Yeah, because yeah. those yeah. are those are pretty much set. We might do something in in uh, in Portland, I think. You know, but that that's kind of the areas we're we're, we're looking at. Okay, uh, but if not. Definitely just hit us up with, with anything in the future because mm -hmm. uh, that's just the August and September stuff. So we're, we're definitely trying to, you know, trying to, <laughs> we got a lot of stuff in the works. We're super excited about all the stuff that, you know, that we have in the works because um, I know, you know, uh, people haven't really seen what goes on in, in the, um, a, like backstage of, of ukulele on the ground but ever since we got you know we, we got merged with with Kanilea or ever since we got we taken under the wing of Kanilea there's actually a lot of stuff a lot of cool stuff happening in the background that we're super excited for and just just be patient it'll it'll be worth it it's it's great <laughs> we're, we're excited there's some cool stuff that's happening okay so we'll see you folks next time for those of you folks who are uu plus subscribers please stick around for uu plus live coaching where i will help you guys out whatever you're stuck with it'll be a nice group uh, little group session um if you want to be a part of that and if you're not a member yet sign up for uu plus to take your ukulele playing to the next level because not only do you get access to the uu plus live coaching but you also get access to uh live uh private lessons you also get um access to our awesome some archive that has thousands of videos at, you know at this point at least hundreds of, of videos at this point so make sure you guys check that out sign up for uu plus take your U playing to the next level we'll see you folks next time on behalf of aaron and kahai and myself aloha here we can <laughs> <laughs>